Okay, count her down. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the... <laughs> Sorry, I was late to the clap. That's okay. I almost... I, I was recording this other podcast the other night that we didn't clap and I almost clapped because they started counting down and I like brought up... I'm like, oh wait, no, we're not clapping. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll try this again. I'll do it from three this time. So, three. God damn it. <laughs> I three. took a nap. I can, be, I can do this all night. <laughs> I know. Don't, though. Three, two, one. Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that asks the important question, what would we have had with Bird Dog and Little Mouse? I'm Greg. Memily? I'm Jordan. I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing episode four of season two, Tangled Web. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you can guess, listeners, but it might be about tarantulas. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, this week, uh, <laughs> this episode was, uh, it was, we had mentioned last week about how we were wondering whether we were going to go back to the sort of one and done episodes. This is... Definitely a one and done with some, you know, future implications, I guess you could say. I feel like it, it definitely, I mean, it's it's a self-contained episode, but it has, it definitely requires more continuity, more knowledge of continuity than most of the first season did. Yeah. Which yeah. is fair, because I mean, it is, it is the yeah. second season of its point, and like, it's kind of doing what like, um, a lot of comic books issues did, like, back in the day, and it kind of still do, where it's like, here's that episode of Spider-Man, but like... We're also going to throw in little bits in here about the overarching story that's right now. So they'll be yeah. like, here's a self-contained episode with subplots that continue to other episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, it's con- and they're still kind of because we're still kind of setting up the status quo. And that's true. And I have a feeling since yeah. there's only 12 episodes this season, I have a feeling <laughs> by the time they get the status quo set up, we probably won't have that many episodes before there's another big event that shakes things up which is kind of yeah. kind of interesting yeah um, there are i think there's two separate big events this season so yeah we'll we'll, yeah. we'll probably have a season we'll probably have a status quo and then it'll get shaken up and then we might start seeing a status quo again and then it's going to get shaken up at the end of the season again so it's only 13 episodes that sounds a lot <laughs> sounds like a lot of things <laughs> happening in 13 episodes that's true. It's quite a bit that happens. But yeah, they don't stretch it out like they did with the first season. Yeah. yeah. So, did we have anything on uh, IMDb, Kendall? I think you had mentioned that there wasn't very much. Um. Yeah, give me just a second here. <laughs> he wasn't ready. <laughs> well, I was trying to make a joke, and now I can't oh. find it. Um, oh, no. Okay, never mind. I give up. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was trying to find the quote. Wait, maybe it is here. Okay. And by the way, it's not about making money. It's about taking money. 
destroying the status quo. Because the status is not quo. The world is a mess, and I just need to rule it. Whenever people bring up the status quo, that quote comes to mind, and I can never remember how the whole quote goes. It's from Dr. Horrible. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, okay. since I I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. On the Blu-ray. The world is a mess, and I just need to rule it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I think Dr. Horrible is right. I think you should just rule the world. It'd be a lot better than Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> well, I mean, Neil Patrick Harris and Dr. Horrible are not the same character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Billy. Neil Patrick Harris and Billy are not the same character. Um, well, let's put it this way. It, could, it couldn't get any worse than what we have it right now. Yes. Yeah. Right, right now we've got Captain Hammer as president. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, there's a, the one piece of trivia uh, for Tangled Web is in one scene, Tarantulas is missing his spider eyes from his robot mode chest. <laughs> so, yeah. Never little bit of, oh, no. A little bit of an animating error. There's <laughs> another animating error that I'll talk about. It isn't, it isn't conventionally an error, but to me, it's an error. We'll see. <laughs> The other piece of trivia is. is that I vaguely like, I think I'm starting to, uh, that some of the transmetal designs are starting to grow on me, including Optimus. Oh? Yeah. That was quick. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. kind of agree, actually. Also, he, I mean, doesn't, like turn, he Optimus, doesn't go beast mode yeah. in this episode, so maybe that helps. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, maybe, like, his robot form I'm kind of used to. Like, that's not a big deal. It's, it's his, his beast mode that's, like you said, it's kind of odd. Yeah. I went, oh. I went into it in detail in the last episode, so I'm not going to do yeah. it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit jarring compared to uh, to what we were used to at the first season. Um, but yeah. So, Jordan, do we have anything on the TF Wiki this week? Yes, we do. So, they mentioned a continuity error, which I'm... Again, I think this one's a little nitpicky, but anyways... It is very unusual that Tarantulas is capable of tossing a probe on the building supplies without anyone noticing, especially since the probe collides with a uh, with the load with a heavy clang and has a yes. blinking red light. It's like right yeah. next to their heads too. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I mean, I can kind of see it was like, oh, it's just Tarantulas being Tarantulas, and it did yeah. hide itself after the fact. But I guess, but for the initial setup, I would imagine it would kind of be a little obvious. Well, he sort of wound up like he was pitching it. It's like, yeah, you would have thought too. that somebody would have seen it out of the corner of their eye, but like, what the hell was he so, doing? So do you think he was yeah. attacking them at first? Like, he was with attacking the, Quick Strike in Lacrachnia, but no. Because I think this is an example of the fourth and fifth laws of robotics, where he's thinking... Do you think that there's like an addendum that uh, that's other self-aware robots can't hear... The well, asides. I was gonna say it's not so much as they can't hear it as they're as they are pol- they politely do not point it out okay. or things. Okay, so it's like related to it. So it's like it's like or or maybe it's like or maybe it's like information overload. Like everyone is constantly talking to themselves, <laughs> so they just sort of tune it out. That could be. That's true too. Um, so there are some continuity notes, which uh, some of them I'm going to have to be vague on, but. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tarantulas and Rhinox are both researching the new transmetal forms gained in the afterlife, or aftermath. Likewise, Black Arachna is still affected by Tarantula's mental leak, or mental leak, a side effect of her attempt to hack into Tarantula's uh, memories back in Other Voices Part 2. Um, 
It mentions that there's some setups here for uh, later episodes, such as the jamming, jamming station he's playing up, and Black Arachnia basically having uh, information that she's basically keeping from uh, Tarantulas. Mm-hmm. And then let's, uh, it also mentions that Quick Strike works for Tarantulas again in a later episode called Master Blaster. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting one. This The episode confirms that transmetal transformers have higher energy tolerance than most. Uh, when Black Arachnia first cracks the Energon co- cube, only she is affected by its radiation despite Tarantula standing no more than three feet away. Yep. He also recovered faster than Black Arachnia did uh, after, basically after she stopped trying to blow them up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gadgets and powers. Uh... Tarantulas has invented a walking probe that can mimic uh, maximal signals, or a, I'm, I don't think it was a maximal so much as just a signal that was recognized by the maximals, right? Yeah, it was a Predacon signal, but it was on a maximal channel. Okay. Yeah. Um, Quick Strike Snake Head can deliver a paralyzing bite. It can also light fires. <laughs> and then uh, Black Arachnia carries around a four-pronged blade. Which she used, which she uses to crush inner John cubes. <laughs> Who knows what she uses it for for the rest of the time? Well, is it, it maybe it's one of those maybe it's one of those blades that like you stab a person and then you push the button and it spreads out and you pull it out. So really, yeah. like that Klingon knife. Yeah, I, I, I think it I was it was it was crushing now. So maybe you stab it in the heart and then it crushes the heart, which is very very morbid. <laughs> I, bet, I, bet you can, I bet you can be done either way, depending on how much like. It does seem like it's, it is a tool that would be very painful t- for the re- uh, receiving end. So, like, Oh, God, I just thought of something horrible. Something uh, very horrible. Okay. What oh, What did you Dr. think Dr. Horrible? No, not Dr. Horrible. Um, <laughs> I know. We, call we were back. talking. Yeah, it was a callback to like a few episodes ago when we were talking about like tarantulas being really into kinky stuff. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> if, what if it's going on about? Yeah. What if it's, okay. what if it's like. Um, what if it's some sort of like thing that squeezes sparks? Um, uh, sparks that's actually squeezed? a lot better than I was. was so yeah, I thought you were going to make yes. it like it expands someone's anus or something. <laughs> so, well, that's I mean that's, yeah, that's basically <laughs> that's basically the Transformers equivalent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you, know, I was, you, you mentioned you mentioned squeezing a spark, and and you do realize that that actually calls forward for us too. Oh God, that's right. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, it, it's over my head. <laughs> well, well, let me tell. I'll, I'll, I, I just, I thought of something too, and you guys can tell me if this is continuity, uh, true or false. Um, do they normally handle ener- like energon cubes, even if they're stable? Do they normally are they normally able to handle them just like with their hands? Because I mean, alternatively, this could have been just. Even though it looked like a knife, it could have been a like like an energon holder thing, and it's just that she set them. to squeeze it. Yeah, like, in G one, they normally handle yeah. them by hand when they're stable. Um, yeah, okay. And with these ones being stable, I would have assumed that yeah, she could have grabbed one and yeah, just squeezed it as much as she used the knife. <laughs> or I mean, Can or it? I mean, for that matter, for that matter, it could be. I mean. You could still you still sometimes use tools to pick things up even if they don't kill you. That's yeah. true. Um, so it it might have been something for like extracting energon, like if it's uh like if the cube was like in a you know embedded in rock, you could adjust it to you know oh, so like, sort of chisel so into like, the rock. So like the pickle grabber we have. 
you have this really weird plastic thing that has like metal prongs that when you press the button they spread out. So basically, you just put it in the jar, press the button, and then it and then let go as it's on top of a pickle. And this way, you don't have to get your hands all covered in pickle juice. I have never heard of this before. <laughs> Neither well, have I. But well, I remember in Pennsylvania, as a kid, it was like in Pennsylvania, they don't have forks, so you've got to <laughs> you've got to understand. Well, oh wait, don't have forks. Culture. We do. Yeah. Forks aren't good for jabbing things out of a jar, though. I can tell you that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Forks <laughs> are just sharp spoons. <laughs> like, they don't... But I remember as, like, a little kid, like, uh, like it, this was, like, a fun thing to play with because, you yeah, like, you press the button and these just, like, for, like these little claw-like prongs pop out. And it was like, ah, ha, ha. Like, I would pl- play with it as, like, some kind of, like, monster with my toys and stuff like that. It's like a mini face hugger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that makes that makes sense. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm yeah, and I mean, also like there was that time that there was that time that I was uh, angry with the person that was mind controlling me, and so I was gonna squeeze a pickle. Um, I hate when that happens. Blackmail. So, so it's basically the same. You know, it's basically the same thing. I'm shaking my head right now, Kendall. You can't see it. But I'm shaking my head. So uh, there's a there's was a Transformers reference. Basically, the Energon crystals. Uh, was you know that were created after the Palander Buster was destroyed is basically what you know um, were from the original G1 cartoon. Though it mentions that those Energon cubes are blue rather than pink, and all other than that, they're pretty much identical. Yeah. And then there's a couple of real world references. The grid Ar- Arrakis? Arrakis. I can't remember yeah. what they said. Was that yeah, was that in, was that in uh, San Francisco or New York or? <laughs> Uh, it's actually from Frank Herbert's novel Dune. Oh. Yes, <laughs> the space and, must flow. And uh, Tarantulas says, "Of course, you realize this means war," which is a common phrase used by Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. And um, that was that was a phrase I hadn't heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. And he also mentioned uh, Tarantulas also says, "Be it ever so humble, there's no place like home," which is that reference to the traditional song "Home Sweet Home." Yep. And then finally, for a bit of trivia, which I might actually could have gone under the other continuity error with the no one paying attention to Tarantulas here, but the normally calculating Megatron, for some reason, decides to send his two biggest schemers, along with the Predacon boob, on an important mission, and then someone somehow acts surprised and upset when everything goes awry. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps I thought that too. The, perhaps teaming the spiders with Inferno instead of Quick Strike would have been the better strategy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he he put his two good boys on one mission, and then like all yeah. his bad kids on the other. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, generally, I would say Megatron shouldn't ever let Black Arachnia and Tarantulas work together. Yeah, I see. I can posit that maybe he's noticed there's a tension between them. Like, mm. so so he's probably. Like, I mean, I could argue, like, I don't think it's it's a very good argument that he kind of expected them not to be teaming up on this this one time because, you know, like I said, like, it seems like they're on, on outs with each other and more likely to backstab each other than actually outright team up to backstab, backstab him. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's a very, very tenuous uh, mm-hmm. thread of, you know, thread of thought. 
Yeah. Honestly, it's just it's just bad HR because clearly Trans yeah. has been very very bad to Black Arachne, and he's just like well, I'm gonna put her with her abuser rather than you know putting the team apart. You know, she's Megatron's terrible. Alternatively, yeah. alternatively, this is every time um, Megatron teams Tarantulas with uh, like Inferno or Scorponok or or one of the like loyal people, then that that Predacon ends up getting blown up. So <laughs> maybe he's true. like, maybe he's like, you know what? I think Inferno would gonna... be okay. I think he's displayed how he'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, the, he came back from the, but he did get blown up by them. But he did come back. Yeah, he got yeah. better. I'm just saying, maybe the CR chamber needs like needs it, it's it's been a little bit worn worn thin. Or I mean, as we see in this, uh, maybe Megatron wanted the CR chamber for himself for a little me time. <laughs> uh, he needed some rubber ducky time, damn it. Yeah, yeah. So, so he didn't. He really didn't want his. So he was like, okay, well, we'll just we'll just let the, you know, I'll I'll have him do this thing, you know, whatever. And you know, he kind of feels like he does. You know, he's actually actually what um what Inferno and Waspinator was done do were doing was the act that was actually what needed to get done. This was just busy mm-hmm. work. Yeah, it seems very important too. It's like here's our energy store, yeah. you know. But whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's just a gas station. There's just go across the street to Shell. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I don't know if it's, if it's like Transformers Prime, where it's like you needed to like heal. Like, I mean, like, what powers the CR chamber, right? Like, maybe they, who knows, right? Because in Transformers Prime, there's like a whole episode, I think, where it's like we need to get more energon because we can't like maintain ourselves without it. So, yeah. yeah. But there's lots of energon around. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm there's just saying. So. I'm just saying, they probably, this is the first time in the entire series that we've seen them building a refueling station. So, uh, yeah, I'm just saying maybe, you know, maybe it's not as important as uh, as Megatron makes it seem. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. Anyway, we should get to this episode. Um, starting out, we have, well, starting out, we get the inside of the, the dark side. And we've got Megatron, who this is, the is first time we really get a good look at it after what happened after aftermath, yeah. right? Yeah. Which, yeah. if you look at it, the there's the a floor much, is lava. Yeah, there the floor in the main area is really gone. Like it is yeah. much wider than it has ever than I've ever seen it. Yeah. Before. They, yeah, they've got like one main platform where Megatron has his chair, and there's a couple of computer monitors, but then pretty much the rest of the floor is lava. That's how I remember the dark side being as a kid. So like I'm like this is what I must have remembered was like and for some reason it overrided the episodes that I saw way more cuz I I mentioned before that I've seen more season 1 and season 2. Also yeah. kind of like how Quicksight is just kicking his legs over the side. <laughs> you got uh, Inferno playing with his gun. Yeah. He's just sort of twirling it. <laughs> Sound like this little island in the middle of the lava just twirling his gun. Mhm. Um but we we sort of zoom around and we we then zoom in on Megatron who is like Ah, oh, my happy little band, eager to begin another glorious Predacon day, are we? And then we get Tarantulas, who, who comes in, and he's wondering what's going on, why he's being summoned. Uh, because as we alluded to earlier, he is apparently uh, researching the tra- new transmetal forms. To which Megatron uh, makes mention that, yes, I have no doubt you are. But apparently he has important duties because he's detected a large store of energon cubes in Grid Arrakis. I'm gonna 
I love oh. that reference. <laughs> I'm a huge Dune fan. I love. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. It's a, it's a, the reference to uh, the Spice Planet. To mm. the Spice must flow. Damn it! My name is a killing word. <laughs> I need to I know read Dune. I, I mean, I. It seems like something that I would like. I watched the like mini series when I was in high school, and I liked it. I loved those mini series. And At some point, I I had I had seen I had seen part of the movie, and I don't know why or when. I just know that I, I was not age appropriate. <laughs> no. <laughs> and and all I remember is the the heart plug scene. Like that is the the, yeah. the most yeah of the movie. That's like the most uh, iconic like thing embedded in my mind. It's out there. Yeah, that whole movie <laughs> is out there. Yeah. I think it was David Lynch who made it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, like, well, wasn't I thought of like it, there was like actually like two people who worked on it, and like both, and because it went through like a lot of trouble and craziness yeah. before it was actually made. Yeah, I once read something. I'm like, wow, how did this even actually, you know, get out the door if with all this stuff going on in the background? But yeah, mm. yeah. and every time they they try and look into remaking the movie, although they are, who is it? The guy who did Arrival is supposed to be doing a new Dune movie. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That so, was supposed to be a pretty good movie, Arrival. Mark yeah. Heard. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, I'm... As long as Lane got, Yeah. I've gotten this <laughs> on topic talking about Dune. I like Kent was nice there. Well, I mean, I just... I like Amy Adams in most of the stuff she's done. At least she's, like, okay. But as long as Lane, she's terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, those movies in general... She's, <laughs> she's one of the, I mean I think she's one of the biggest problems with with Man of Steel honestly. Uh but but in Arrival she was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Thinking back on Batman v Superman, all of the Superman stuff in Batman v Superman I could have done without and it probably would have been a halfway decent Batman movie aside from branding people. Yeah, in general, killing yeah. people yeah. all the time constantly. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm actually totally okay with that. <laughs> I'm so not. <laughs> anyway, we've gone on two tangents now, and we are not okay, very far. So in. then, at the end of the episode, uh, <laughs> they crash into the Energon, and uh, <laughs> and then uh, he has a, a, a lab. And the end. Okay, now on to questions. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's why the episode? Yet. Why Kendall? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> well, you we know, know, I just why. wanted to catch back up. I wanted to catch back up. So, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, we had to skip some stuff because <laughs> we got Everything, off track. Apparently. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have a bit of a back and forth between Megatron and Tarantulas as he wants to set up a refueling station and he assigns uh, Tarantulas, Black Arachnia, and Quick Strike to go ahead and make it. And, of course... Black Arachne is like, oh, don't trust Tall, Dark, and Creepy to handle things himself, eh? And uh, then we get Quick Strike, who basically just wants to be able to kick Maximal butt, so he doesn't really care what he does. Uh, from here, we get a little exchange where Inferno asks Megatron what he wants he and Waspinator to do, and he instructs them that they're going to build a jamming tower at certain coordinates to max- disrupt Maximal communications. Um... And, of course, Megatron makes mention that he hates it when Inferno calls him royalty. Yeah. Was, 
Oh, it calls him a queen, 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 right? Yes. Yeah. Like, we, we know oh. you don't hate it, Megatron. Also, doesn't Tarantulas <laughs> ask him what what's the point of the jamming station? He's like, it's none of your business or whatever. Oh, yeah. He makes mention that he's planning for the future. So, sort of some foreshadowing a bit. Yeah. Um, from here, we, we then move on to a scene where we have Tarantulas, Black Arachnia, and Quickstrike, who are all loading almost like these sort of smallish... I-beams? Yeah, I-beams and girders, almost onto like these flatbed trailers, I guess. I don't know. first time we've ever seen this sort of thing. And some of those like diamond-shaped crates that they've had before yeah. are there, too. Yeah. But uh, they, they all look like they're sort of struggling a bit with... Um, loading them up. I mean, they're they're robots. It's not, you know, I'm sure it's not that bad for them. But they they make it seem like they're struggling. Uh, Black Arachnia sort of uses, Especially. yeah, yeah. She sort of uh, hams it up a, a little bit, I guess, to uh, to get Quick Strike to take more of the weight onto his trailer. <laughs> <laughs> And they so they have like a little back and forth. Uh, he refers to her as a sugar bot. Um, <laughs> kind of remember this episode a little bit from from back in the day. I think because I remember him calling her that. As soon as he said it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." <laughs> yeah, I also remember like Tarantulas' disgusted looks and groans the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> like not just here, thrilled. but other ones too. Like it's it's just funny. It's like, oh, how dare he manipulates. It? Like manipulate his feelings like that out in the open. He sh- she should do it from the shadows, like I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doesn't even have a cyber link to his brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we get a little uh, instance where uh, Inferno and Waspinator wind up leaving through the ceiling of of this room that they're in. Waspinator's like struggling to carry this really big piece of equipment while he's in his wasp mode. Um, I guess he can't, he doesn't want to have too much energon build up, I guess. Cause I would have thought that in robot mode, he probably would have had an easier time in carrying it. Energon build up uh, isn't a problem anymore though, right? You wouldn't have thought really. Cause I mean, they it's, said it wasn't in the yeah. last episode. They're like not an issue anymore. Optimus. Yeah. All the, all the energon's gone except for the stable stuff or there's less of it or something like that. Yeah. I just get the feeling that Waspinator likes flying around as a wasp. Yeah, that very well could be too. Is is Moptimus uh, the janitor? <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> or are you just making it a yes, random joke? Yes, you did. Well, you sort of. I mean, you sort of. You know. Yes, you did. <laughs> you did call him Moptimus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes, he he's a janitor. Okay. <laughs> He, he, you don't see him a lot. He's kind of in the background. He's mopping up, and he's like, "Oh, Moptimus is wiping up the mess." Oh, That's is all, he? All Moptimus does. Sort of like Scruffy the janitor he's from exactly Futurama. Like scruffy. He's exactly Scruffy, but a robot. Rat keeps trying. Rat Trap keeps trying to steal the the magazines that that uh, Moptimus has. <laughs> Moptimus is gonna die like he lived. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Getting back to the episode, so Quickstrike and Black Arachne are having a bit of a back-and-forth flirtation, and uh, this is where we get Tarantulas, who decides that he's going to sort of 
put a little bug, so to speak, into the situation, and he hurls this little spider probe that he's got, and it's apparently going to beam this signal out to the Maximals so that they can throw a little hitch into Megatron's plan. Um, from here, we then cut... Yeah, I mean, look at it again. It's metal hitting girders. So it's yeah. Like, how could you not hear that? It's like, clang! What was that? <laughs> oh, it's literally right beside them, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and doesn't he, like, uh, like turn into his... his uh, bike form grab a thing and go like let's head him up and hurt him out or something like that oh yes yeah <laughs> he turns into his bike mode um and from here he he drives up to black arachnia and quick strike and what is it that he says here i'm looking through my notes uh i can't do the inflection but he definitely says uh where is it uh wait i had it here a second ago oh yeah well then, partner, let's head him up and move him out. Yes, that was it. It like was a, basic, uh, yeah. I just guessing imitating quick strike. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna see if I can try and catch capture the audio for that, so I can put it in here because it was really jarring to hear him say it like that. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. But uh, so he goes driving off, and we then cut to the the maximal base. And we've got Rhinox, who is, um, he's got Optimus, who's in his robot form in this device. I really don't know how to describe it. It's, it almost looks reminiscent of, um, God, I almost wanted to say the space bridge from G1, but it's more open than that. So I guess it doesn't really work. Um, it's just like a big circle that he's in and he's sort of hooked up to these wires and Rhinox is... It almost looks like he's plugging in fuses, like oversized fuses into this and console. Looking at the wires, like the, the ones that are connected to Optimus, they're connected to his nipples. I think they're just into like some, you know, they're just having some private play right now. And we're getting a little inside uh, scoop window. it. <laughs> Optimus does get a shock when Rhinox plugs in. Yeah, exactly. It in. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. And they're, they're connected to his chest. Like, I'm not lying here. Like, yeah, <laughs> that might have to be the screenshot for the episode. <laughs> it's a little weird. Um, not that we're kink shaming, you know. If anybody's into that sort of thing, you, it's you, a little weird to put a kids. I mean, like totally, yeah. totally spies gets away with it. So who knows? Hey. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but Rhinox is is he's trying to run um, some tests uh, with regards to the. Sort of Optimus' new transmetal state, uh, and he refers to it as a new biogen scan. And just as he plugs in the fuse, he winds up getting an energon surge that courses through him and it knocks him back. And then we see Optimus get zapped by it. Um, oh God, I just remember what Cheetor says because as they both get zapped, there's a screen behind Rhinox as he's like. Uh, or perhaps I'm not going to be able to run the scan, and he sort of falls over. And Cheetor says, um, "Hate to interrupt your fun, Big Bot, but yeah, I'm picking see, up a weird see? signal." <laughs> I told you. Yeah. Um, he he goes on to mention that it's a a pred code, but it's on a maximal frequency. And Optimus asks him where the location is. Um, and Cheetor makes mention that he can't get a fix because it keeps moving. Uh, 
Optimus then asks who's the closest, and it turns out to be Rattrap and Silverbolt. Uh, so Cheetor winds up radioing them, radioing them, and we get a little discussion where um, Rattrap, yeah, Cheetor's like, hey, you guys busy? And he's like, yeah, Sky Cat, I'm getting my spanking new armor polished. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> and then Cheetor goes on to mention that they picked up the signal and that Optimus says to track and identify. And then we get Silverbolt in one of his moments who uh, says, we'll get on it immediately, Cheetor. And Rattrap's like, ah, it sounds like a wild pride chase to me. And then Silverbolt, of course, says, perhaps so, but our leader has charged us to learn the truth, my friend. And Silverbolt, for one, shall prove worthy of his trust. Oh, and I, I immediately facepalmed when I, when I heard that. <laughs> and the trumpets I knew. play. Yes. Sure, Rattrap yeah. had a very similar response. So yeah. yeah. I remember me and my friends made a joke that when Silverbolt says those things and they're punctuated with trumpets... We kind of think that his is in like his internal robots are actually playing the trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's his own little punctuation that's doing it for him. So he's got like little mini, almost like LED or circuit speakers, yeah. sort of like what you have in towers now that beat when for when you post. Yeah, you can just have that as a song you play on your your phone whenever you like say something really like noble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I could have used it. Um, there was this uh, one time I was at the mall with my mom and uh where it's a lakeside mall and uh there's a bunch of shopping carts kind of like off the edge like in the rocks and i'm like uh one of these days someone should just like go down there and like get them out of there like maybe i should do that i was like yeah maybe they'll pay you i'm like what are you talking about mom and i put my hands on my sh- on my hips and i was like protecting the sanctity of nature is its own reward <laughs> <laughs> So we cut back to uh, the spiders and Quick Strike as uh, they're hauling their their own trailers here. And Quick Strike, of course, asks if Black Arachne is doing okay, and she's like, "I'm okay, but thank you for, and thank you for asking." And Quick Strike's like, "Well, if it becomes too much for you, Sugarbot, you just let me know." She's like, "All right, sweetie." <laughs> like she's totally like playing it up. So oh like, yeah. It's- Mad quick strike, man. <laughs> um, so as quick strike starts moving off, uh, her eyes start to glow as Tarantula starts using his mental link with her to uh, sort of, you know, mess with her mind a little bit and get her off kilter. Um, he's like, "Have you forgotten our mental link, she spider?" Well, I haven't. And she's like, "What do you want, Quasar Brain?" And so he goes on to remind her that uh, to. She can play whatever game she wants with Quick Strike, but don't cross him, or she'll suffer for her treachery. I have a little touch of her putting her like one of her front legs on her head when that happens. Yes, she's grasping yeah. at her head, but like with her spider leg. Yeah, I I remember we've mentioned this before, like how uh, uh, animate the the they are in their beast forms as well as their robot forms, like. They're not very. They're not like they just like transform and they're stat when they're not like in a fight or anything. They're not just static. Like you'll see them twitch. They'll like they emote. Move their yeah. Little yeah, yeah, they emote very, which is kind of neat. 
Yeah, we definitely get that with Black Arachnia, especially, I find, with this exchange. Because uh, Tarantulas winds up popping out from behind a rock. This is the this is the part that I was like, this is an animation error, <laughs> but like on purpose. We're like, he's got this little like he he moves his leg slash mandibles down so that you can mm-hmm. see his little spider mouth, which yeah. is like this little beak thing, and it looks yeah. it's yeah. it looks so creepy because it looks like it, it's all tiny and kind of cute, but it's like tarantulas, and he's not cute, and like it's. It's so unsettling. Like I, I hate it. And there's I hate a shot it. where they do a close up too, which is even weirder. I don't yeah. describe. It's like, like, like it's where his crotch is when he's in like robot form, and like it's like a spider head, right? But and then before they had his like mandibles move, and that was fine. But mm-hmm. now his mandibles are his legs, so he just like the legs moves down, and then this like very thin beak-like thing is just opening and closing, and it looks so bad! Like, why couldn't they just have made, like, his eyes glow when he talks, or something like that? Like, it just looks so yeah. unsettling. <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> oh, that would have actually been cool. That would have been, like, a little callback to, um, to Wheeljack, because Wheeljack, he didn't have yeah. a mouth. Yeah. Yeah. He had, oh. like, these little things on the side of his head that would glow whenever he talked. I was thinking like where his eyes would like glow in, on and off when he's like talking in, in beast form, but yeah, I don't know. They didn't do that. They did the mm-hmm. worst thing instead. <laughs> they gave him a beak. Yeah, a dick beak at that. Yeah, that's what it looks like—a dick beak. <laughs> um, we actually get we over the course of their discussion. He he like upsets Black Arachnia, and she. She tilts the the trailer that she's pulling, and one of the crates that she's hauling winds up falling on top of her, and sort of squishes her a bit. And Quickstrike comes running over. He's like, "Sugar bye." He picks up the crate, and he's like, "Hey, now I told you to let me help with that." And she's like, "Oh, back off, Robo Rube." <laughs> she winds up going off, and this is one of the weird lines of dialogue because he's like huh there ain't no figure in a female and then tarantulas is like a fact of life fusor and i'm like hold on here let's not go women bashing in this episode yeah well <laughs> that's that's that was the the 90s it's like women huh yeah oh well am i right guys oh my god <laughs> classic humor uh yeah but yeah. And then he, and then he emotes with his crotch face. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. Great. <laughs> but yeah, it was a little weird. Um, Black Arachnia then says, laugh all you can, ground crawler. I'll free myself from your control, and then you'll pay. So from here, um, we sort of fast forward a little bit uh, to the this cavern that Megatron sent them to. Uh they're loading stuff inside, like the girders and whatnot. And uh, Quick Strike is looking around as Block Arachnia is setting up. She sets up this sort of pole. And then, uh, Jordan, this is where you made mention that he was able to ignite fires with his yeah. with his snake head. And that's what he does. It's, so it's apparently some sort of a torch. And uh, he ignites it for her. And uh, so... They're sort of loading stuff in. Tarantulas is looking around. Uh, you can hear Quick Strike saying, "This here is the right spot, all right. Once we're dug in here, little lady, ain't nothing gonna bother us." 
And Tarantula is like, makes mention that Megatron chose wisely and thinks that he won't be needing the Maximals after all. Uh, and then he me- makes mention. Uses the force. Yeah, he yeah, uses he the, the force, force <laughs> to pull the the little probe thing out from its hiding spot. And it, I felt so bad for this thing. Cause yeah. It, it, it's like, oh, what do you want? What do you want? I'm ready to help. And then he squashes it. <laughs> he literally steps on it and squishes it under his foot. Apparently, he's that again. It was, yeah. yeah, first, that's what I was thinking. Like, first of all, he could use it again, and second of all, it was it was like his like little pet kind of thing. Yeah. And in the Japanese, apparently, uh, it it was actually uh, it speaks and it makes oh. statements such as what does. yes coming and so forth. Oh, <laughs> Nanny, yeah. height. <laughs> that makes it even worse. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what coming is in Japanese. I can't say that. <laughs> Women, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> timing was good. That was good timing. <laughs> He's waiting for a silence to say that. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I was gonna ask Kendall how long were you waiting to say? No, I just, I just, it just came to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So we wind up finding out that uh, Tarantula thinks that this would make a perfect layer for him. Because um, apparently, so, his previous one got destroyed when the Planet Buster. Yes. It's such. Yeah. Apparently, it destroyed his old layer. Not that you know. It was that greater shape considering the last time I think I got blown up anyway. Um, but yeah, from here, um, we cut to black. And then we, once we're back, we have uh, Rattrap who he's driving along. And you see the little icon for the, the thing that Tarantulas just stepped on. And it's flashing as he's tracking it. But then it winds up disappearing and so Rattrap skids to a stop he's like hey what happened to the thing quest so, marker leaves his mini maps yes right. <laughs> <laughs> um so he's like oh we lost the signal and silverbolt comes over um and they sort of make mention that they're gonna have to start using their noses to figure out what happened to it Follow um, nose. yeah and Rattrap of course says considering the honkers we got it's worth a shot yeah, I mean, like considering that they're a rat and a and a wolf. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, they they're very good like olfactory senses, so they should yeah. be okay. Oh, I forgot to mention this too. Like it, again, in the Japanese to play for jokes. Uh, apparently, Rattrap breaks the fourth walls a couple of times while he's sniffing, saying something like "Sato San is eating curry." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mentioned another episode. Yeah, yeah. And but anyone yes. named Sato San just freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> eating curry like what the fuck why are you not eating curry or they wanted to eat curry <laughs> from what i understand it um i, I mean i shouldn't say anything because i don't actually know but uh curry is a very common like quick thing to make i guess in japan it's kind of like our craft dinner it's like they oh, just okay. like oh i have a, I have a pack of curry i'll just make this and and for you american listeners um craft dinner is uh craft macaroni and cheese <laughs> that's what canadians <laughs> call it as I understand, because we can make it into a dinner. I mean, that's that's what it says in the package, that's right? Right. That. But that's not what it says in the package in the United States. Gotcha. Well, so I was, I was just, you know, I wasn't being well, condescending. I was educating 
If anything, I was being condescending to the listeners. <laughs> I actually um, made some homemade mac and cheese the other night. I tweeted about it. And I, I saw like, that. It, very tasty. it looked really good. It was good. Normally, it's when super I'm... easy to make too. It's ridiculous yeah. how easy it is. It's like this is almost as easy as like instant mac and cheese. Why have I not done this before? Mm. My yeah. wife and I, I mean... make what's called 21st century mac and cheese. Uh, we got it <laughs> off of the uh, the Splendid Table uh, website, and uh, it's delicious. It's um. So it uses um, it uses cream cheese to kind of pull things together, uh, okay. and uh, and so it's got like a kind of creamy taste to it, and it's it comes out really good. You bring that to your Thanksgiving, and then everyone's like, "Oh, wow, yours is the best." You're like they're so- like they're like they're like, "Oh yeah, what your sister also made macaroni and cheese. Yours is better." <laughs> I'd like to try it. Um, my friend brought to a potluck one time she brought like mac and cheese muffins and they aren't actually muffins they just like kind of look muffin shaped and they're yeah. kind of this like baked thing with this like gooey mac and cheese inside and it was so uh-huh. good yeah it's so good i need more <laughs> normally when i do a mac and cheese i'll mix it up with like some ground beef uh i'll add in some extra like diced up cheese or shredded cheese and Depending on what else I've got, maybe like a spoonful of sour cream or some diced tomato with it. You lost me because I don't like sour cream, but oh. everything else sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did only, find I only had like a tablespoon. I did so used to really find that uh, that um, just throwing like a little, just a handful of of shredded cheese into a craft into a craft dinner. I when you say craft before, dinner, right? I, I only hear mm. the South Park people saying it. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, we're gonna have some craft dinner. <laughs> Um, I've also done that, and I've yeah. also added like tomato sauce into mac and cheese before to give it like a, a cheesy mm-hmm. tomato pasty taste, and then also yeah. melted cheese. Um, next time I make mac- macaroni and cheese, I'm going to try to melt cheese on top of that too for more cheesy goodness. <laughs> <laughs> give me all the cheese. Yeah. Anyway, this has been our cooking hour for cooking segment for the hour. <laughs> um. But yes, uh, getting back to the episode. So, so yeah, Tarantulas is sort of admiring the location for a new layer, and he's sort of exploring around a bit. We see uh, quite a few energon cubes, and then he looks at the ceiling, and we've got this massive collection of energon cubes growing out of the ceiling. It's a chandelier of cubes. Yes. And uh, at this point, we then get uh, Black Arachnia, who approaches him from behind and asks him what he's doing. Um, <laughs> tarantulas, of course, the scheming tarantulas it makes mention that it would be, make a perfect lair. And she's like, look, she's like, look, I know you're upset about your old lair being destroyed. And then she's like, but what do you mean, all of us? And Tarantula's like, you, me, and perhaps the Fusor as well. And he said, an arachnid trio allied against Megatron and Maximals alike. He has a name, Tarantulas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. nobody, they don't call each other by their names. <laughs> Tarantulas certainly doesn't. I think he calls Megatron that, but he's never, I don't think he's ever called her Black Arachnid. He's just She Spider and Witch. Yeah. <laughs> and a demon later on in this episode. Yeah. But, uh, so Tarantulas goes on to, to say that they could overthrow Megatron and the Maximals and Black Arachnia pretty much laughs in his face uh, and says that he's out of his mind and then he says, and inside yours remember? So she doesn't have a choice. Yeah. 
Um, so Quick Strike comes along. He's like, "Hey, I got to do all the work around here." And then uh, Tarantulas says, "Tell him, oh, he finally does refer to him as Quick Strike because, of course, he's trying to get him on his side." And he asks uh, Quick Strike what he thinks of Megatron, to which uh, he refers to Megatron as Boss Bot. And uh, thinks that he's doing okay leading them so far, uh, but that his only complaint is that he doesn't have enough keisters to cook on keisters to kick on the regular. Um, <laughs> Tarantula says, "Side with me again, with against him, Fusor, and you'll have ample opportunity to prove how tough you are." And so that gets him a bit interested, and he's like, "Sounds." Um, Quickstrike does a thing where he like he like scratches his head with his snake head, and yeah. then like. He decides it's kind of a good idea, so he moves back, and his snake head and him nod at each other, and then he yes. keeps talking, and it's, like, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's like, destruction is better than construction if you get my drift. Um, but then he goes on to say that Megatron's pretty tough, and <laughs> Tarantulas does exactly what to say. Yeah, he's like, oh... <laughs> He's like, I see you fear him. And then <laughs> Quickstrike goes a bit off the wall and he's like, there's nothing that crawls, walks, flies, or swims that I'm afraid of. And then he's like, count me in. And then he goes on to say, but if your lion spider bot is lying, yours will be the first keister I drop kick. <laughs> I'd love to see a Transformer drop kick somebody. It's like how he points with his like a lower... Most yeah, with like lower map. appendage from his scorpion yeah. legs. Yeah, did, yeah. Didn't uh, Rattrap kind of dropkick Waspinator when they were at that that shack alien structure kind of thing? Maybe I don't remember. Oh, sure. I don't know. I'm just thinking of him like trying to do a dropkick like Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. But yeah, so he goes walking off, and we then cut. Back to uh, Tarantulas is like, now there is nothing to stop me. <laughs> and then we cut to uh, back to Silverbolt and Rattrap. And Rattrap's been sniffing the ground. And he pauses and Silverbolt comes over. He says, have you found something, friend? And Rattrap, in like the most... Pr- I remember the re- the way he says this line from back when I was a kid. Because it sounds so New Yorkerish. He's like, take a whiff. And then Silverbolt comes over, sniffs it. He's like, ugh. He's like, the spiders. And Quick Strike, I think. And he keeps sniffing around. He's like, the scent is faint. And then he comes across the tire tracks. (laughs) And he he calls Rattrap over. He's like, three of them all right, carrying heavy equipment of some kind, I would say. And then then we get Rattrap, who says, yeah, no, my luck, it's a Mega Blaster. And uh, Silverbolt, ever the optimist, 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 rather, <laughs> um, says, "Well, whatever, whatever comes, we shall face it." And he says, "Let us track them down." And then Rattrap goes on to say, "Man, and I thought Optimus's speeches were bad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So from here, uh, we then cut back to the um, the spiders and Quick Strike, and we've got another scene between Tarantulas and Black Arachnia. And uh, she's walking around, sort of looking around the cave, and then Tarantulas comes up on her this time, and they start. Well, she's, she's doing a thing where she's speaking aloud her thoughts, yeah. like the, the the one of the raw thoughts of robotic. Yes. Earlier. 
Yeah. It's like, and, and like, again, he's like right there. He's like, what are you talking about? She's like, ah, <laughs> which makes it so that the whole, like, you know, trying to be polite to each other thing. It probably isn't true. Cause yeah. like, I overheard you. Well, I was going to say tarantulas might not really care about being polite. That's, <laughs> That's true. true. It's probably the, the one that like, if they had like a Thanksgiving dinner of Predacons and we were observing the fourth and fifth laws of robotics, he would be the one that probably wouldn't care. He'd just be listening all around and just, you know, be shaking his head or making comments, and everybody else would just be ignoring it. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a little ex- – and actually, I forgot because uh, Black Arachnia had something in her hand, like some sort of a pole – from some sort of a post or something like that. And uh, so she and Tarantulas are arguing a bit. He starts trying to, to – get into her mind and realizes that there's a part of her mind that's blocked off. And so he's trying to get her to, to tell him what it is. And she throws his pole at him (laughs) and knocks him on his ass. (laughs) And so she transforms into her spider mode and runs off. And he, um, (laughs) he, he's just sort of like, uh, I'll wind up getting you. Um, so, so she runs this is where off. He says, "This is war, doesn't he?" Yes, he's like, "Of course, you realize this means war." And he has, dare like you this... throw a pipe at me? Pipe at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from here, we then cut back to to Megatron, who is in the bathtub again. Um, although we don't see his rubber ducky. Maybe he got misplaced after. Uh... Oh, after Black Arachnia was looking at it? Yeah. Think maybe she's hoarding the rubber ducky or hiding it from Megatron? (laughs) Oh, man, that would be great. Some sort of a deleted scene from season two where he's trying to search all over the base for the rubber ducky. (laughs) Wondering where she put it. Where is my rubber ducky? (laughs) (laughs) You know I need it for my bath. Looks directly at uh, Black Arachnia. He's like, uh, Dinobot stole it. It was just, it, it was, was attack the maximal base right now. <laughs> or, or what? What was her excuse? Oh, it was destroyed in the blast. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so cruel, and I could see her doing it too. Tarantulas booby trapped it. My ducky. <laughs> it would be hilarious though if they had this sort of like discussion, <laughs> and she says, "Oh yes, it's been destroyed," and she's holding it behind her back the entire time. <laughs> And he starts walking away, and she just happens to squeak it as he's walking away. You're like, what was that? She's like, oh, I didn't hear anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. <clears throat> squeak? What squeak? I didn't hear a squeak. <laughs> she nervously yes. clenches and does it again. There, it happened again. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um... But uh, yes, we, we cut to, to Megatron in the bath, and he's getting a uh, an update from Waspinator, who's re- saluting and reporting that they've got the uh, the jamming tower up and operational. Um, and Megatron's like, "Oh, good!" And so he tries to uh, he, he's wondering how the spiders are doing, and totally <laughs> misses what's going on in the background. Yes, because Inferno has has been in the background doing something, and then he yanks yeah. out one of the supports, <laughs> and the whole tower falls on Waspinator as Inferno is cackling evilly in the background. 
yeah, just, just it, and it just have and it just crushes him like just as yeah. he looks down and presses a button to call the thing. So basically, when it goes to static, is when Waxmaters yeah. hit by the by the dish. Yeah, what are the other ones doing? <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty good timing in that part. Um, of course, when Megatron's trying to call Tarantulas, block Arachne and Quickstrike, none of them answer. And then he's like, blast those arachnids. What are they up to now? So, of course, you know, he's all frustrated. But really, you know, what did you expect, considering? <laughs> um, so we, we wind up cutting back to Tarantulas, who is still searching for Black Arachnia. And he she's up on the ceiling of the cave. Uh, he winds up coming across her. And she drops down and transforms and then pulls out this knife that we were talking about earlier and grabs up one of the Energon cube. Or no, she kicks an Energon cube, catches it in her claw, and then sticks it in this knife and immediately starts squeezing it yeah. with her little spark squeezer. Or at least that's what I'm going to refer to it as. <laughs> I, just, I just pictured her using that on the, on the rubber ducky. Aww. No, poor ducky. Now I'm all sad. Yeah. Maybe he's into that kind of thing. <laughs> the ducker. Um. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know. The duck. The duck uh, maybe he does. Maybe I mean this is a show about robots. So he could be a robot rubber ducky. Probably now. Yeah, could be. Could yeah, be I mean, a mini con. You know. At, you know, you have to you have to figure out where the you know where's the line with it the uh, with uh, the, the artificial intelligence. How intelligent do you have to be artificially to be intelligent? Oh my! Anyway, we're we're getting back to the episode. I don't want to think about the ducky getting squeezed like that. Um, so she she starts squeezing the the cube in this knife and tells Tarantulas to, to terminate the link or she'll crack the cube and she says it says to him, you know what will happen then. And he's like, you don't have the nerve. And besides, I can stop you with a single thought. To which she retorts with maybe, but I'm betting the energon radiation will interfere with our link. And so he's like, well, let's find out. So he starts trying to take over her mind she says, I warned you. I fucking told you, man. <laughs> and so she starts cracking the cube, and we start seeing Energon coursing through her body. And there's like a flame effect kind of thing coming out of there, a blue flame. Yeah, it starts kind coming of out, of her, out of her forehead. Um, and then he calls her a demon and asks her what she's done and tells her to stop this insanity. <laughs> and as he gets a bit closer, um, she, we get this um, almost like this energy rope that forms between their two foreheads to sort of symbolize the the, the mental link that they have. Um, she continues to tell him to, to to cut the link, and he's like, "Never." Um, she says, "I will be free one way or another," and he's like. She's like, go ahead and delete yourself for all I. And, um, so, oh, wait. And as they're going back and forth, he realizes that the cyberlink apparently works both ways because he's starting to feel her pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, the, uh, that, um, that connection that the, 
did anybody else think that it looked like a spider web at first? Like it was like her shooting her spider web on him? Yeah. Kind of. Kind of looked like it. Like sort of like the uh that energon sort of webbing stuff that they shoot out from time to time in like the earlier episodes. Before it actually makes the the web itself. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like the almost like the goopy sort of thing. Only is like a string between them. This episode's gotten weird. Yeah, I but not in the right not in the weird right transferless weird way. I don't know. Mm. What's wrong with it? I mean, like, I don't know. I kind of. What I'm thinking, I think, is kind of weird. Is that like, it kinda, it, it, if he, have we got to the part where he severs the link? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Because yeah, yeah so they, like, they sort of go back and forth, and he he finally cuts the link, and she tosses away the cube because it explodes like a second later. It kind of dropped the whole mind link thing pretty fast. It feels like. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't really mind because it's kind of like, you know. It's kind of fucked up, so like yep. it's gonna get yeah. it's gone. Yeah. But um, yeah, like uh, it they dropped it pretty quickly. It kind of seemed like it was gonna be a big thing since they they built it up like last season. But yeah, yeah, it gets dropped pretty quick because uh, immediately after she tosses that away, we get the explosion, and then Quick Strike comes in to check on them and see what's going on. Um, <laughs> and Tarantulas at this point is um. He's like getting his bearings back, and Black Arachne's like, "I told you I'd be free," and Trench is like, "But you won't survive to gloat about it." <laughs> and he's like, "I'm gonna take you apart piece by treacherous piece." And yeah, she's like, such a traitor! Like yeah. delivering the force link that you had on her. Mm. Uh, Trench is um, an asshole. Yeah. Um, Quick Strike says, "Better save it for later, Big T," because we got trouble brewing outside. He's like, I thought he was, was going to come to her defense because he like obviously likes her. That's what I thought too. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, he he winds up saying trouble with a capital M, and so they go outside and they see Rat Trap and Silverbolt have discovered their location and they're closing in. Um, Tarantulas is like Maximals and Quickstrike um, transforms. He's like finally something I can sink my teeth into, and um, so. So he jumps down and he starts running towards them. Um, Rat tra- or Silverbolt transforms. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And he starts uh, throwing his missiles um, at yeah. Quick Strike. Yeah, like he, 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 he jumps. Sorry. I was going to say the, the pin missiles that he fires from his wings, he's able yeah. to pull them out and they're kind of like um, spears, I guess. Yeah, like almost he, like he spears cut, or. But they also got saw like things. They have soft things on the bottom of them, yeah, like these cloth. Yeah, so you can yeah. kind of use them as like slashing weapons, but yeah, yeah, they're sort toss, of serrated. Toss them yeah, but yeah, like just the image of him like transforming. He shoots the things in the air. He grabs them and he hucks them, and the camera like follows the missiles as he hucks them. They turn in the missiles, and it just—it's just a really cool action shot. It's yeah. just really yeah. awesome. Yeah, and of course, Silverbolt's like, "Be cautious, my friend. We don't know what we're getting into here." And then Rat Trap's like, have we ever? <laughs> and Quick Strike um, shoots at Rat Trap. Um, he manages to to hit one of Silverbolt's wings, and Silverbolt sort of crashes into the ground, but it, he lands behind a rock. Um, we then see Black Arachnia, who starts shooting her, her spider leg machine guns at Rat Trap, and doesn't really do any damage to him, I guess, because of his transmetal body now. Um he transforms 
And, and does like a diving pistol shot. Like he's done that a few yeah. times. The second yeah. time he's done this, it's pretty cool. Yeah, he did it last episode too. Um, oh, I wanted to mention when uh, Quick Strike clips uh, Super Bowl wings, it kind of twitches with green energy. So I guess yeah. they were trying to show that it's like a paralyzing agent, I guess, or something. I think yeah, it's a it's... Venom, venomous yeah. laser thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why he goes down, is because it's not that he destroyed the wing as so much as it. It couldn't move for a bit. It immobilized it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because... Um, he can move it later, and he gets up and flies later. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's a very sort of temporary thing, because uh, he, yeah, Rat Trap gets hit with it, too, over the course of this fight also, but I'll I'll get to that uh, in a moment. Um, but we, we have Tarantulas, who is he he sort of took the long way around he's trying to sort of flank silverbolt and silverbolt just turns and throws one of his missiles which explodes in front of tarantulas and causes him to to crash into a rock and so silverbolt's wing is better now cuz he's able to to fly once again so tarantulas transforms and he starts shooting missiles and silverbolt's avoiding them <laughs> As he avoids them, though, Black Arachne sort of flips in the air and falls when she lands. And we've got Silverbolt pretty much has her dead to rights. Like, he's holding two missiles in his hands, ready to throw them. She's backing up slowly on her back. Yeah. And so he hesitates, and Rattrap's like, what are you doing? He's like, you can finish her off. He's like, no, my friend, it is not right to strike a female, even a female pedicon. Yeah, and then and then Rat Trap makes his required dick joke. (laughs) I was, I was not gonna. Well, he does say that widow's about as female as a piston. Yeah, but I did not think of it as a dick joke until now. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay, but uh, (laughs) that is weird connotations to itself. But anyways, like yeah, like I mean, Silverbolt's awesome and everything. But this is a little—he's a little bit too he's, knightly with chauvinism here. Yeah, he—he, it is the one thing that I always, always felt bad about is that how much he white knights, like, yeah. and he, yeah. like he, like I mean, he's—he's he's a good guy. He doesn't mean to—he doesn't realize that it's bad when he does it. Mm-hmm. The nineties—they thought this yeah. wasn't like good guys' yeah. things to do. No. Yeah. So I mean, I think in Beast Machines it gets a little better, right? Like I. With the arc that goes between them, yeah. well, they, 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 but they, I can't they eventually, remember. like, yeah, they eventually have, have like flesh it out more. They're the character, but like, he, I think he always kind of has like, like the only reason he's not fighting her, and they might like, um, kind of like talk to each other is because he's like, she's a girl, so I can hit her, and it's like, you're all yeah. soldiers, just fight. But like, yeah. It would have been. I, I, I would have been like, "Oh, she's like helpless. I can't hit her." Yeah, yeah. That would I mean, have been yeah. Like, definitely yeah. seemed like. Yeah, definitely seemed like she was kind of. Yeah, yeah she was kind of helpless. And, yeah, that there and, was that too, and which he pr- would have been nicer if he pointed that out instead of the female part. Yeah, and I, I honestly like. I think a couple of like later on when he, he's supposedly white knighting is just him trying to uh, basically. Uh, What's the word? Did not be in denial about him actually caring about her, but yeah. I'd have to, but we'll have to see when those episodes come up. Um, and like like uh, the whole um, I think I lost my train of thought. <laughs> 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 Never mind. The whole hero's not not wanting to hit hit 
no, no, I, I don't think that's look. Captain Kirk said there is no, there's no, there's no good way to hit a woman. I was, I was going to say something about Silverbolt's like motivations or something like that, or like I don't remember now. I totally lost my thought. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like at this point, it's him being trying to be chivalrous and not really realizing that that's kind of a jerk. Oh, way I remember to what I was going to say now. He's he's yes. no better than a quick strike right now. Yeah, same yeah. way the quick strike was. Yeah, like Randy is the same way he's treating her. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Sort of treating her almost inferior in a way. Yeah, yeah. No, and I get I get that too. Yeah, because it, it made me cringe with. It, with how he sort of laid it on there. I was like, Oh, yeah, and I completely agree. If he had gone the, well, she's helpless route, it would have been, it would have come off better. Yeah. I would have felt a bit better about it. And it makes sense for his other character. Like he didn't want to attack the Maximals because they were like, you know, they were, they were defenseless kind of thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. They were gunned and everything. Yeah, I mean, it also makes, it also um, makes sense. Uh, I will, I will say that this makes sense in the context of him being a Maximal because like, it sort of plays onto the like. Well, what was he? What was his goal then? If he if if he isn't gonna if he isn't gonna fight the lady Predacons, like what's his goal in attacking the lady Predacon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will point out though that this is technically the first time he's met Black Arachnia on the show. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Like maybe he just threw him for a loop and he was scrambling for he something. He was like, he was like Robo boobs. <laughs> oh no, boobs! But again, that is once again a tenuous thread of of argument. Well, he mentions like the spiders, so he obviously knows of her. The yeah, spiders. yeah, that's right. Oh, mm. well, over the course of it, he he never got oh, to yeah. see Black Arachnia when he was first introduced because she went back to the base with Tarantulas's body, mm-hmm. and Megatron met up with Quickstrike and Silverbolt, and then immediately had them go on the offensive. Mm-hmm. So, so they never really. Yeah, this is technically their first meeting. I'm pretty sure, unless they've had. I'm like in between that episode and now. There yeah. have been other small skirts. I think it's their first meeting, but he probably was briefed on her. Like, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Or maybe when he's actually faced with it, he's like, "I can't hit her," or whatever. Yeah. Reason. It's because it's really possible. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But um. Sorry. Go ahead there. Em. I was gonna say us ladies like to be treated. Just the same as the guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, after Rattrap makes that sort of comment about she's about as female as a piston, um, we got Quick Strike who says, That's my sugar bite. And then immediately zaps Rattrap with a blast of his venom. So Rattrap goes down. And we then get Silverbolt who sort of goes into kind of badass mode because he turns around and he's like but I have no such compunctions about dealing with this low life scum and he grabs two missiles out of his wings he's like you claim to be the toughest of us all snake but you've done little to prove it um, so as he comes closer uh, he quick strike winds up uh, sort of biting him with his uh, cobra head yeah, because I'll never that venom stuff runs through Silverbolt's leg here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Silverbolt howls a bit and starts smacking the arm and then sort of wheels back and hauls off and smacks Quickstrike with one of his, you know, one of his missiles there and sends him flying back. And then uh, Silverbolt 
lands and pins Quickstrike's arm. And just as he's about to sort of deal the killing blow, we get Tarantulas hitting him with a missile from his shoulder as he's running from the cavern. I like and, how when he's in robot form, the claw, his front claws become his feet, and he—that's what he used yeah. to pin them. Yeah. It's kind of a neat. Yeah, that was it cool. Was cool there. Um, I, like, I like things of feet hands, <laughs> like, like like Beast from X Men, and like I, I was playing this. Uh, uh, this kid, there's a race in Pathfinder that's like monkey people, and I would like utilize their um, their feet with thumbs on them constantly to like grapple things and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sort of like Beast from the X Men. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, like they—I think I mentioned Beast a second ago, but yeah, like yeah, um, uh, yeah, they're, they're like monkey people. Like I kind of like yeah. in my head, I pictured him more like Zidane, but like with the monkey feet. But yeah, okay, right on. I think official Pathfinder art has him just looking like bipedal. Well, I mean, monkeys are already bipedal, but humanoid-sized monkeys. But like, I want to go more people-looking. Mm-hmm. I'm anime trash. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we've got tarantulas who sort of yells out that they need to protect the cavern at all costs. Uh, then Rattrap sort of is able to stand up. Like, the, the Venom doesn't last very long, because, I mean, in the matter of seconds, the Venom runs through Rattrap, and then he's able to get back up. And uh, he says, oh, the cavern, huh? wonder what's in there. And Silverbolt lifts himself up, and he's like, perhaps we should find out. And... So he starts flying as the Predacons are sort of gathered together, and Quickstrike's like, where have you been? And Tarantula's like, what kind of Predacons are, Predacons are you? He's like, no, you don't, Tin Horns. And so Quickstrike's just about to go after Silverbolt, but then we have an explosion as Silverbolt sort of gets to the entrance, and he flies back howling and sort of crash lands. And we then see that the, the cavern's pretty much been, or at least the entrance to it, has been destroyed. Uh, they, <laughs> Tarantulas is like, they've destroyed the cavern back to base. So he's like really quick to retreat. And um, so they start, or at least Tarantulas is making his way out. And uh, Rattrap's like, nice shot. And Silverbolt's like, it was not I. Rattrap's like, well, then who? And we then get Quickstrike, who's like, hey, you locked out this time, Tin Horn, but one day, you and me, we're going to have it out for real. <laughs> he does pointing with those little, with his scorpion legs again, yeah. and at one point punches his, his snake head into them, like he's pounding his fist into his his palm. Yeah. Who's he calling Tin Horn? Uh, Silverbolt, I think. Why? No idea. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's yeah. just—I'm guessing—it's just one of those things where his his uh, programmed accent did it for him. Is it? I bet you yeah. if you ask, I bet you if you ask him, "Hey, hey, uh, quick strike, what's a tin horn?" He's like, "I have no idea." Is it another <laughs> dick joke? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, a tin That's horn's the just only the... horn that I can think of that Quicksilver has. Okay, I'm going to Google. <laughs> I mean, you know what Tin Horn is normally, right? No, I don't. It's a common uh, cowboy uh, insult. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a Tin Horn is a contemptible person, especially one pretending to have money, influence, or ability. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. more sense. There you go. Silver the more you is know. pretty contemptible. <laughs> 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 Um, 
So we then get him uh, running after Black Arachne. He's like, hey, Sugarbot, wait for me. <laughs> and so Rattrap uh, asks Silverbolt, or rather he says, oh, I suppose you're going to want us to go after them. And Silverbolt winds up saying, why bother, little mouse? The day is won. The battle is done. What say we just leave it at that? And so Rattrap says, you know, bird dog, that's about the first thing you said today that makes sense. I like the sweet heat arm gestures he does when he says that, too. Yeah, yeah very Shakespearean when he does it. Yeah. yeah. But at the end, he sort of just holds his palm out. It's like, eh, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, so from here, we then cut back to the dark side, and we have Megatron, who is pissed off. He's like, what took you so long? He's like, Inferno and Waspinator completed their task two megacycles ago. And Quickstrike says that they had a mite bit of trouble um, with the Maximals and uh, that they just about ruined everything. And Megatron's like, everything? The the Energon station? And then Tarantulas in his like, most mocking voice he can muster. It's like, a total loss. And the Energon cubes as well. He's like, I'm afraid we'll just have to start over again. Somewhere else. <laughs> Megatron's like, of all the um, incompetent imbecilic, he's like, get out. Get out, all of you. Get out before I turn you all to slag. In the meantime, did my uh, did my Amazon order get here? Uh, I had a, I had some lab equipment coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, Tarantulas, of course, is really quick to leave and make his exit. And from here, we then fade into his new lair. As it turns out, he was the one who placed the charge. And he's got all this lab equipment set up and a new computer console. And we see the uh, the Energon chandelier that we saw from earlier in the episode above him as he starts cackling maniacally and says, Be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. Mm-hmm. And there is the end of our episode. So, yeah. Interesting little uh, one-and-done episode, I think. Yep. Sort of. Yeah, it was pretty good. I like a Silverbolt getting more airtime and everything. Yeah. As much as I had help. that criticism of him, it's good to see more of him. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice little dynamic and funny to see Silverbolt and Rattrap sort of yeah. playing off one another, yeah. especially since it's the same actor who plays both of them. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that again. <laughs> so much in this show. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty good, I thought. Oh, uh, by the way, I was looking at Tarantulas during that last scene. <laughs> the little beak thing is actually on his chest. So that makes it a little bit better, I think. Yeah, I noticed that, too. But it's still... That, that, that isn't even what bothered awesome. me when I first saw it. I didn't even yeah. think about the whole crotch thing. It just looked <laughs> fucking weird, and I didn't like oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's, there's... It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just looks weird. Yeah, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. the fact that they did, like, the close-ups on it. Like, if it was yeah. just sort of implied or, like, they were zoomed out and it was there was some general motion in that area. But, like, the fact that they did the little close-up, it looked like, I don't know, it looked like a, like a, like a, like a, a pimple cream commercial and, like, the pimples talking. Like I got that same that same kind of vibe from it. Like I mean, not like literally that, like that, but like it was the same kind of creepy. 
like there was a beak where there shouldn't have been a beak. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't yeah. make any. It just, it just like that's not how spiders look. It's just not. It doesn't work like <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, those crazy transmetal spiders. Yeah, yeah. We're all a pretty good one and done episode, I'd say. It didn't. Uh, it was missing something. Like uh, I, I mean, it, it was. It was all right. Like it wasn't bad, but it just sort of was. It was just sort of felt very blah. And with the with the new characters and with the new, uh, even just the like character design because even though like it's still tarantulas and it's still rat trap like seeing them different in it it sort of it doesn't have the same like like uh pull that some of the first season episodes had because i'm still getting used to the the transmetal designs and stuff and Mm -hmm. so an episode like this that's like entrenched in it was entrenched in continuity but still uh sort of self-contained and kind of moved the story forward. I don't know. It kind of felt like it was the, it was a filler episode in the most filler of full way. Like it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't offensive, <laughs> but it just, it just didn't, um, didn't hold my interest as, as much as, uh, a lot of other episodes and, and, and the other episodes this season specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing to, to take from this as well is there there is a little bit of foreshadowing uh, that we that we get from this episode as well. Um, though it should hopefully play in a bit later uh, into the season. Uh, of course, for someone who would have just been watching this episode now and not be aware of that, yeah, it, it I totally see where you're coming from with that though. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There's the episode. Uh, did we have we had a few questions this week, yep. and plus we also had another news post. Um, how, how do we want to do this? Do we want to do questions first and then the news, or should yeah? Because I I think I got it if got set up uh, to to uh, do a nice like end on on with the news. Okay. So. Uh, I have I w- to put in like a news bulletin sound effect. I was gonna say maybe like the scanning noises that the that the things do when they when they scan for like f- new forms for them because I think they used that in Beast Wars like the same sound effect when they did it when uh, Teletron One did it for uh, G One. Uh, might be. I'll have to go back and check. It's it's a nice like like uh, computery t- trinkling kind of sound. Yeah. But anyways, um, we'll I figure out something. I do want to point out that uh, uh, when I when I posted for questions on Twitter, I used one of the masterpiece uh, Cheetor picks that we had of him <laughs> falling yes. there, and Marl at Crom uh, Fayer had to point out. I don't know. I. Don't have my glasses on, and in my weakened state, I thought that photo was a man in a costume jumping around on all fours and ki- and kind of scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so uh, from the Facebook, Joe, you know, friend of the show, was uh, asked us, and I think this is going to be probably the longest we're going to talk about of, of the things. But which talking uh, Disney animal would make the best maximal Predacon? Uh, they also mentioned, I bet Flounder from The Little Mermaid would be somehow even more annoying, but Judy Hopps oh. from Zootopia would be MVP. And Cro- Cobra Jafar would give Megatron a run for his money. 
Ooh. Then I make them a Predacon because I don't want Judy to be a Predacon. She's a Maximal. <laughs> no, no, no. He says yeah. uh, either or. He's just saying that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Judy Hopps is a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. Um, uh. I was gonna say. Do you? I was gonna suggest maybe we also spread it out to just like animal sidekicks too because I'd like to see some of the the others besides the talking ones. Though I bet Sebastian would be kind of yeah. fun. I think um, Pluto being the Beast Wars, like a Transformer the entire time, would be interesting. <laughs> He's just like, oh no, there's some robots outside, you're gonna kill me! And then like Pluto's like, it's time, and Transformers! <laughs> or, or, or... Uh, Pluto is is a is a transformer, and he's he's just he's a he's a robot, just like just like the rest of like he, they know he's a transformer, but for some reason he has to be in the doghouse the whole time. Oh. I like that Mickey doesn't know. He's like, oh Pluto, what happened to you, Pluto? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like That'd I feel like great. Zazu from the Lion King yeah. would Pluto get along well with uh, Rat Trap. <laughs> uh, Simba is a good transformer. Be pretty cool. Cool. He'd be good friends with. Chidor. He would transform from a child to an adult. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, c- I could see Timon and Pumbaa hanging out with Rat Trap. Oh, oh yeah. God! Everybody hangs out with Rat Trap. Rat Trap, it, actually. So, so in other words, the Lion King characters aren't Transformers. Rat Trap should just be in the Lion King. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I mean, like Rat Trap and Rhinox are kind of like Timon and Pumbaa already. Yeah. So. <laughs> I feel oh, like no, I feel like in the Lion too. King in the Lion King uh, Beast Wars crossover though, Scar and Megatron working together would be would be very scary. Yeah, that being a cool thing. Although I could see them turning on each other in the end. Absolutely, yeah. they'd be, they'd be yeah. sniping each other double time. Yeah, and then the and then uh, and then they get him like on the cliff. And Scar throws Megatron off the cliff, but Megatron's like, I'm Transmetal, I can fly. And then he flies up. <laughs> and Scar's like, oh crap, this strategy worked so well earlier. <laughs> what were the names of the hyenas? I don't oh. know. I, I only remember Ed. Yeah, I can't Ed remember the other ones. Oh, Ed, Ed, was it? Was no. it Ed, Ed and Eddie? No. no. Oh, Shenzi and ben- Benzai. Oh, okay. I think, um, so it was Shenzi, Zai, and Ed. I think uh, I think the di- I think the di- Rex from Toy Story as a as a maximal uh, team uh-huh. who consistently teams up with Dinobot, but like they don't get along <laughs> at all. Oh, be really cute. Yeah. Is that working well? Kind of Dinobot thinking- as the straight man. And for my my uh, deep pool, I was going to mention Pascal from Tangled. Be like a scout and and infiltrator. That's a horse. <laughs> and. I also wanted to mention, like, uh, I don't know who else might have noticed this, but it took when I first saw Tangled and saw Pascal, the little, like little uh, sounds he was making. I was like, "Where have I heard that before?" Because it was, it sounded familiar, and then, like I was thinking and thinking, and then I finally realized it was from uh, the Last Navigator. Apparently, oh that like God. that alien, that alien the kid finds is making the same noises as Pascal, and I'm wow. like, "Wow, what?" And I was like, that's why I couldn't remember it, because I hadn't seen that movie in, like, ages. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a chameleon in Tangled. Yeah, that's what Pascal is. That's how good he is. I just looked, I just, I just looked yeah. it up, and I, I never watched Tangled. I, mean, I haven't seen Tangled yet. I really want to. Aww. It's on Netflix. I should do it. But, um, yeah, I, I had no idea he was a character. I knew the horse was a thing. So when you said Pascal, yeah. I said the horse. Uh, I'm confused. <laughs> but no, the horse is called Maximus, apparently. Um, yeah. Oh, like you Pascal know what? I, I, that's cute. 
I bet you like Maximus would make a good uh, good character, but I don't know if he would be Predacon or, or Maximal. Ken, he, he'd be a Maximal because he's a good guy, and also he's a he's a mammal. So yeah, I couldn't see Pascal as a as a Predacon though either. So mm. I mean, really, they should stop putting these animals in boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there any other animal characters from Disney we wanted to mention? I think we covered them all pretty good. There's a lot. I mean, like the goat from uh, Nosferatu. I mean, not, not what? What? No, Notre Dame. Nosferatu. Notre Dame. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the goat from Notre Dame. Uh, you know, like, Disney's uh, Nosferatu so, coming this summer. So, um, which Wait, would Beast be? Uh, a trans could he be a transformer like just beast like he would go from man robot like from to the X-Men robot. yeah because <laughs> Marvel characters sure. are sure. are Disney characters um True. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon this is a Beast Wars character uh, so so um which Beast Wars character do you think would fit best in the Toy Story universe like the oh. like Andy. Which which Beast Wars figure would Andy buy? Hmm. Mm. I bet. You, uh, mm. Andy seems like the type that likes buying leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say I could. He would buy Optimus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then he could then he could go from uh, like Western to space to the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like, like the idea like of like Megatron, but Megatron being a really nice guy in Toy Story, because like they aren't necessarily like their, their toys personality, right? The right, character right. based off of yeah. So he's like, this really nice guy and get along with Rex real well. He'd be like, "Oh hey Rex," and Rex would be like, "Cool." And then he's like, "Wait, you turn into a robot too? <laughs> You're so cool." He's like, "Oh thanks, man." And they're like super good buddies, and like it'd be cute. <laughs> oh, oh, or 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 oh, this is a little darker term. Darker turn. Uh, Rex. Feels like he's gonna get replaced by Megatron. I have thought of that too, but I didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to go that route. I mean, like another thing too is um, it'd be kind of cute where like uh, Andy's playing with the toys and he's making Megatron a bad guy, and then after like the the session of playing and he leaves, he'd be like, "I'm really sorry, guys. I didn't mean those things he made me say." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or something along the lines of, "Why does a, why do I always need to be a?" M- Bad guy, why can't he ever let me be the good guy? <laughs> and we have Record Ralph, but yeah, <laughs> toy. Yeah, there's our Disney animal question. <laughs> okay, and then we have a couple of from the Twitter. Yeah. And Gwen at Fiscal Close, or uh, you know, at Doku, Doku no Koi, mm-hmm. asks Can Transformers eat in beast mode? Are their mouths actually connected to anything? Yes. And we actually, yes, we had this happen with Rhinox. Uh, yep. Rhinox ate the giant beans. And, well, and lots of times, like Rat Trap and, and Rat Trap. I think we tarantulas eat things. Uh, Lucky Racking was yes. going to eat a frog. Yeah. So I, I don't know what they're connected to, but apparently they can eat and process them in some way. Yeah, and they have and filters John that will adjust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the filters will adjust. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think they have made mention before as well that they can convert it to energy, the stuff yeah. that they eat. Yes, because when Rhinox was eating the beans, uh, Optimus was saying that Rhinox had to keep his energy up by eating something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So yeah, there you go. So they do. it does go somewhere. 
Yeah, I mean that that actually would make sense that it would convert to to energon or other other type of fuel because even the, although there is a lot of energon on uh, Earth with two moons when they first land there, it's not mm. like stable, so it's not like they can exactly. use it to 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 power to power things. So yeah. it would also, make sense they've that been they, shown to make they they've shown to be able to turn other forms of energy into energon in other shows. So, yeah, like gasoline or like electrical energy, stuff like that. It's probably not as efficient as just having an energon cube, but uh, yeah. but you know they do what they got to do. Plus, plus I think there are organic components to the beast modes, at least the pre-transmetal beast modes. Um, mm-hmm. So that would make sense that maybe they need some nutrients. Also, oh, and don't forget, Dinobot ate his clone. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Can't forget yeah. that. That's very important. <laughs> Good point. Terrifying fact. I'm about to eat another sentient creature in the middle of his own home. They all have to live there. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. and then Ryan at uh, Karevi asked us, have any of you seen the Cybertron cartoon? If so, what did you think of Beast War? The Beast Wars episodes and Animatron, and I had to look some of this up because I've only seen like uh, Transformers Cybertron is part of the the like three like more anime ish I guess you could say yeah that they did and and brought over and like which was Armada, Energon and and Cybertron right. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely remember remember them, and I actually think I have like a toy or two from uh, Armada, mm-hmm. uh, but I did not see enough to see the Beast Wars episodes, unfortunately. And yeah, if I, I remember either. correctly, an animatron. I didn't know that was a thing. That would be really cool. To see. Yeah, animatron. If I remember correctly, from just from you know what the, what's on the wiki and stuff like that, is the the jungle beast planet that uh, is in Cybertron. Oh, that's right, because they've yeah. got cyber keys. Yeah, and I they remember come, it now. Yeah, and they there's like various planets that are kind of like another like version of like a lot of the Cybertronians and stuff like that. And Amnitron is the Beast Planet one. Yeah. Oh, which, and because they have a lion that's sort of like the Leo Convoy. Yeah. Yeah. I think they call him Leo Breaker or something like that. Uh, I so think it's, so it's, it's not. It's not his beast. It's not his ape one. No, it's a it's a lion, and if I remember correctly, I think he can combine with Optimus. He becomes like an arm for Optimus. So I need that, to watch this. That, well, that yeah. makes me wonder um, if the Beast Wars characters are tr- how they're treated, because if they're you know if it's if it's from the Japanese version, like the <laughs> Japanese version being like a parody. Yeah, I don't know if Beast Wars Two is a parody though, because it's like made in Japan. <laughs> Right, I don't know how that would work. Yeah, weird. but I unfortunately, yeah, but unfortunately, I have not seen any of them. Um, I'm pretty sure the beginning of Interdrawn was when I kind of dropped off that that series of of car, of cartoons. Like I was actually collecting the Dreamweave comics at at the time too, but then Dreamweave kind of went under and they stopped, and I kind of just like. Lost it. I mean, like for the time, I kind of liked Armada because it was basically Transformers Pokemon with the Minicons and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had a bunch of. I remember getting a bunch of Minicons. I liked those guys. Like I got <laughs> the the ones that combined to make the Star Saber and other little things and the other little robot guys. 
I like the character but, designs in Armada. I really liked how Optimus looked and like uh, yeah, the characters that they made. They made a PS2 game based off of Armada that was pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I so I guess the thing is, is that it's a it's a series that I didn't see much of, but I would wouldn't mind going back to look at again. I mean, like, uh, and you said Energon, you kind of fell off soon. Uh, like, uh, we're going yeah. into it later, but Lady Hirsch says that Energon isn't very good, so who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't like it when I watched it, mainly because like. <laughs> I mean, like what I what I found was that a lot of the fights was just like them standing still, shooting at each other, and then nothing, mm-hmm. nobody hitting each other. Even though there's no like, like I mean, you, you can say that the fights in Beast Wars can be like that, but there's they're more dynamic. Like the one in this episode, like you know, like fucking Silver Bullet comes in, flips, and throws his missiles. Like it's, yeah. they're better, they're better fights. While the other ones were just like standing there shooting at each other, is what I remember. And I thought Cybertron was the same way, but just that Cybertron's pretty good. So I'll check out. I'll maybe I'll try to check him out again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. There you I go. Think, There's some yeah. answers. And I think that's all the questions, so all we have left is our uh, news corner with Lady K. Hirsch. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Apparently, I'm going to be uh, doing... Are we going to... The video that she links, are we going to watch it? Like, when I mention it, we're going to watch it live? I think we can. Kendall, do you want to yeah. watch it live? Um. Yeah. Uh, can you send it... Can you uh, copy it into the Facebook chat so I can pull it up on my sure. other computer? Yep. Sure. I shall pull it up. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go introduce it first. But um, okay. Let me, know when you, let me know when you get the link, Candle. I am just about to post it. Here we go. Okay. Hey there, Beast Crew. Casey here again with some more news for you. First up this week is a new trailer for Transformers: The Last Night that was shown first at the recent Kids Choice Awards, hosted by John Cena. <laughs> 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 and is one of the trailers playing before Beauty and the Beast. Here's a link. Now we're going to watch it. He's got some commentary on it. <laughs> I think it was quiet for a minute because we're all watching it now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's Gotham City after that scene. Um, <laughs> Batman Dark Knight Rises. No, this is, it's from, uh, it's it's the scene from uh, Days of Future Past. Uh-huh. Well, God, scene, how, many, it? how many movies have we had now where stadiums get wrecked? Oh, I lost count. Yeah. Oh, those little Dinobots are so cute. Yeah. Dinobots were cute. And the other guy, which I think... I think he's called Squeaks? Yeah, something like that. Although it was really weird, because you hear the kid say, what, what is that? And she's like, as far as you're concerned, you can refer to him as my boyfriend. And I'm like, that's really weird. <laughs> she's trying to like make him back off of hitting on her, but... Yeah. I mean, I'm not hearing a lot of the dialogue right now, because I'm talking to you guys, but I'll watch it again later. <laughs> In case he has commentary on it, this looks interesting. I, I kind of like there being kids involved. That's more interesting to me than a bunch of adults hanging out with kids. Although we got Marky Mark, it's okay to be a kid, little J Lo. Off the seam. I mean, I don't know. We're more optimistic than Casey was, <laughs> but we're also not really listening. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like Transformers, but whatever. Yeah, some of her criticisms I totally like. The a lot of got humans still. Yeah, absolutely. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Because I Tie fighters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are Tie fighters. Those are specifically Tie Advanced Mark One. <laughs> yeah. Um, as we sort of alluded to last week, I'm of the mind that I wish we would have fewer human characters in the movies. I like Grimlock at the end there. That's cute. 
Grimlock apparently having a case of indigestion from eating a car. Yeah, kind of cute. Okay, back to the news. I'm yeah. I don't know. I'm, that makes me more on board because the other one, the other trailer looked like it was just a generic Michael Bay movie, and they were like, "Why does this keep happening?" But this actually, it seemed like it had a little bit of heart. Like like there was some uh, the kids have their little pet robots and and Marky Mark has uh, is talking to the. Talking to the Transformers like they're his pets. Yeah, well, I mean, Dinobot I'm okay with, but, like, the more human ones, it's kind of weird. But, I mean, yeah. the, I really hated the Transformers in the last movie. They were, like, ridiculously antagonistic mm-hmm. and aggressive, and it was, like, really stupid. Like, they didn't, like, feel like heroes at all. They didn't like a bunch of assholes that Optimus Prime was barely keeping in check. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, again, like, okay, I'll, I'll get to her thoughts. Um, sure is something... Yeah, I have no faith in this movie at all based on this trailer. I mean, I guess Squeaks and the little baby Dinobots are kind of cute. And I actually do like the new design for Megatron in this movie, which I didn't catch, actually. But there's uh, so much he human... Had the, the store sticking out of his back and the one who picked up Squeaks. I think that's the new Megatron. I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't even remember <laughs> from that. <laughs> no, I'll have to watch it again later, but um, <laughs> I wanted our live uh, reaction here. Because, I don't know, okay. it's kind of fun. Um, but there's so much human in this trailer, specifically bad child actors. And again, I did not hear them speak, so I don't know if that if I would agree. Um, but there is a lot of humans again, and barely any focus on the Transformers, so that's totally legitimate criticism. <laughs> and even then, it's hard to judge if they're actually bad, or if it's just the bad writing slash bad directing they've been given. Speaking of bad writing, we've also got some classic girl power feminism on display here where male writers have no clue how to write a female character, so they just throw in as many throwaway feminist, with air quotes, one-liners as they can see, they can as substitutes for actual good writing. Which it sounds like she's she's criticizing it for not being actually feminist and just being, like, fake feminist kind of thing. Yeah. Um, my like second the, as far as you're concerned, he's my boyfriend line, which is yeah. a weird line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like whole, it sounds like she had a line where she's like, "I fight like a girl, like yeah, I do," or something like that. But yeah, then, yeah. yeah, she's she's saying. I think at one point she's saying like, uh, "Like all I've been hearing is like you run like a girl or you throw like a girl or something like that." And she's like, "Yeah, I and I fight like a girl," kind of thing. That yeah, I think I don't know. It, it, I mean, it sounds like it could be like okay, but I don't know. I'll have to like look into it more. Uh, my second item this week, the movie from the movie, takes us away from CGI in Hollywood and moves us to animatronics in South Africa. To celebrate the success of the franchise there, Hasbro has created a traveling exposition called Transformers Animatronics. After opening early this week, it will be touring in three different cities until late January 2018. The exhibition features a variety of giant animatronic characters, as well as statues and other props. The website for it features a video showing off what to expect there. So we got another Ooh. video here. Which is, by the way, watch that too. <laughs> w It's just the landing page, but it's www.transformersafrica all one word. dot com. So it's actually a pretty easy uh, thing to type I'm in and get. Click on it and see what it is, just real quick, because I am not. I, I see it's based off of Prime, just based on the first image I see, but now it doesn't when I move down. So I think it's bit of Prime, bit of the movies. Like I think the. Because I took a, only a little bit of a look, but I think it, they also have like just things in general from the Transformer series with the newer stuff being up front. 
Oh yeah, I'm watching it. It looks like they're they were constructing Prime Bumblebee. I think it could have been the movie one because the Prime designs look very similar to the movie. There's a Megatron here waving at people, and like it showed the cars that are set up to look like the Transformers driving by, and this looks really cute and awesome. And I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's so cool. Okay, I'm gonna pause it and then watch the whole thing. But I've seen enough to get a gist. That looks really cool. Um, they've done events like this before in places like Lima, Peru, and it's nice to see these kinds of events keep happening in different places all around the world, despite what some collectors might think. This is a children's franchise that relies on the interest of kids to stay alive. Family-friendly, kid-oriented events like this are fun and, 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 and entertaining for children and help keep them excited about the brand, TM. <laughs> uh, it's part of why Transformers is so much stronger than a lot of other nostalgia brand quotes. There's been a regular flow of new entries in the franchise since the beginning, and with them, new groups of fans who buy the toys and eventually grow up to be collectors. It's why other nostalgia brands like He-Man and the Thundercats just can't compete with Transformers. Um, Sadly, I have no Beast Wars-specific news this week, though I hope to make up for it with this cool image gallery showing off more (laughs) high-quality pictures of Cedar. Before we get to the pictures, I want to talk about that a little bit. Um... He-Man and Thundercats definitely tried to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I kind of like the He-Man 2000 series, and I heard the Thundercats reboot was amazing. So it's too bad they didn't. They yeah, didn't but but unfortunately, the thing is, is that um, it didn't it didn't sell to kids, which is mm-hmm. what which is what the people who like rebooted wanted. Because there was like I remember there was actually toys for uh, uh, for Thundercats. I'm like, huh. I didn't know there was toys because you know Cartoon Network doesn't know how to advertise. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say like I I hardly saw toys anywhere. I think I occasionally saw a toy in like in like a grocery store, not even like in a toy section at Walmart. It's like yeah, it wasn't sold so, very well. Um, so but it's but, a shame because I heard it was really good and I want to watch it still. But I'm kind of also like I'm gonna watch it and then it won't end. So that kind of sucks. Yeah, also, but it see it seems like 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 she was saying like how uh, a series keeps new like new entries and stuff like that like the only other kind of uh nostalgia-ish brand that i can think of that has that has been doing that besides transformers teenage mutant ninja turtles they've been yeah. keeping that up uh actually kind of almost concurrently as well that instantly went to my head as well and i was going to um, mention it earlier there's also there's also a little indie show uh called power rangers that does that yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true um i think um, i think the problem with thundercats and he-man is that it like totally skipped a generation like that was the 80s and i mean there was a little there was some there probably i think there was a he-man show in the 90s but like it wasn't i think it was the new adventures of he-man and if i remember correctly i think it was one of scott mcneil's first jobs because i think i remember the the opening to that because i thought it was really clever because it took place in 1997 and it was 1997 at the time so it's like it it could totally happen yeah. yeah, yeah, like, and like, I, this Thundercast was basically a reboot. It wasn't so much a continuation or anything like that, and that yeah. might have been a problem too because they basically just did the whole story wholesale with not much of a rhyme or reason. So only the only people who really would recall it would be you know people who grew up with it, and so like, but the thing was that there was kind of this weird feeling like like i guess they they thought the nostalgia would propel it to to uh you know long enough for for other kids to pick it up but then they kind of didn't really push it very well to the to the kid like to a kid market 
Mm-hmm. And so they, so when the nostalgia thing was like the only burst of interest it had, and then when that was over with, then, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can think of another property that they did that with that I loved as a kid and was sort of on the reboot, and that was uh, Knight Rider. Oh, I, I yeah. loved Knight Rider as a kid. Absolutely. I remember they tried. I've, I've, I've still got all the seasons on DVD, um, and then they tried rebooting it, and it was not great. Not great at all. In fact, they, I like the way that they used the car and the transformations that they had for the car in the pilot episode, and then they completely changed the way that the transformation was and decided to give it a bunch of machine guns. And I was like, no, that's not how I remember my kit. So <laughs> not my hashtag, not my kit. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, back to the, the photos that she shared with us, as she said, she shared us a, an image gallery of a uh, masterpiece, uh, Cheetor. And um, yeah, like uh, the, the image gallery is really cute. And her personal favorite is a really uh, cute, picture of Cheetor chasing Black Panther, which I really yes. like. Uh, <laughs> it's it's very uh, entertaining. My personal favorite, I think, is the one where Cheetor is running away from uh, Megatron. It's actually pretty cute. Yeah. And um, also the picture that uh, recreates one of our favorite scenes. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Cheetor is next to Rat Trap riding Masterpiece Optimus riding Rhinox. And again, it's not even a Cheetor picture, but it's just like the best thing ever because it's the rat riding a gorilla riding a rhinoceros. It's like they listen to the show. Uh, I also have one more comparison to like uh, Transmetals Cheetor, the two different Transmetals Cheetors. Yep. Uh, which is cool. Um, and the original Cheetor toy, which you can see how much better the new one is in comparison. Uh, yeah, I want to get my hands on that thing. It looks beautiful. Um, and then she has a correction for us. Also, last week, y'all mentioned Transformers Cybertron, but you were actually thinking of Transformers Energon, the much maligned <laughs> bad CGI middle child in the Unicron trilogy. Like, the CGI legit makes Beast Wars CGI look good in comparison. Ooh. Which is a pretty bold claim. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Um, Beast Wars like, CGI uh, looks good? No, 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 no. It, yeah. it, it does, but it's also like, it's, it's, it's weird to think that a series like that far later would not look better. But um, who knows? Let's look it up. But uh, again, like, I, I trust our news news lady. She's mm. she knows what she's talking yeah. about. Look, um, look, it's you, you know she's clearly part of the lamestream media. <laughs> oh, no, no, stop. Hashtag um, <laughs> fake news. And I, I think the reason I kind of messed up Cybertron and I, I kind of conflate those two series together because I feel like. Cybertron is like the next season of Energon, and I have no basis for that besides the, how I interpreted it as a kid. Beast Wars is kind of more why like I more like sheep them wars. <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks, Kendall. Uh, <laughs> um, and now she's got a question for us. I like. I'll, I'll I'll finish things off with a quick question. Besides Transformers, what is your favorite nostalgia franchise? What kind of movie reboot would you like to see for? See you again next week. Um, my favorite franchise is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which already has had a reboot, and I mean, it's yeah, a thing, I guess. <laughs> I haven't seen the second one yet. The first one was m- m- medium for me. I kind of want to see this, the second one, because that seems like it's more in line to like what I remember. Because I grew up on the, the Eastman and Lloyd like uh, 80s and like late yeah. 80s and 90s cartoon, which was yeah. so <laughs> cheesy and crazy and, and yeah. 
the second movie is apparently a lot like the the 80s cartoon, so that's why I yeah. don't see it. And I do like that, but my favorite is, like, I love the 2003 Ninja Turtles, which is, like, an update of the comics version in a more child-friendly lens, because the, com- the comics are pretty gritty. And so I would, like, honestly, I'd love, like, uh, the 1990s Turtles movie actually takes a lot from the comics, so I'd like to see another one like that, honestly. But, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get that, because I don't think that's a... I think most people who are familiar with Ninja Turtles think of the 80s cartoon. So, yeah. you don't think of the comics. So, I'm kind of a minority there in terms of uh, so, the mainstream you know, media. So, you know what kind of what uh, old nostalgic thing that I'd like to see kind of a reboot of, maybe, is the mask uh, line of toys and, and cartoon and stuff. Because the Basically, they were just vehicles that turned into like. Okay, I'm like you don't mean Jim Carrey. Oh no, no, yeah, that's what I was thinking at first. I was like, isn't that from the '90s? But yeah, like I yeah, they had like the every single one of those toys when I was growing up. I wanted the truck so bad. I had the. the, the, I had the the. I want to say I think it was a Camaro, like an '80s, almost like an '80s style Camaro. There was a lot, and there was a lot. Like they went. It went for a very long time, like even yeah. So there was a lot of them, and and like I I remember uh, sending away like for the little special like uh, you can only like get a mail order of the 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 like little egg shaped robot and the kid that was in the cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, <sighs> so uh, so uh, so Jordan, if you want to know what I think. If you, if you want to know what I think about Ninja Turtles, listen to Technodrome Tales on <laughs> iTunes, the new podcast that <laughs> oh, I've joined. Oh, is it on iTunes? Now? I don't know if it's on iTunes or not. Um, it's somewhere. It will be eventually, I, I assume. I TMN I Technodrome. Had, I saw you post the uh, Zero app that you guys yeah. uh, put on YouTube, but I haven't had a chance to sit down and listen to it. It's mm-hmm. it's called Technodrome Tales. I'm sure there's some place on the internet that you can find it. If you, I'll definitely you know, look it up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, look, you know, just just do your just do your research if you want to know Kendall's opinions <laughs> of Ninja Turtles. It'll be but on iTunes. The question, soon that enough. wasn't the question though. The question yeah, was yeah, oh. yeah, uh, uh, nostalgia franchise. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot, uh, and uh, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, first of all, I will say that just about anything nostalgia related that I like is there is a current incarnation of it. Uh, I mean, I like the Marvel 2099 line, and I'm really liking the Marvel, the Spider-Man 2099, uh, comic right now. Um, I like Star Wars, and I'm liking 90% of the stuff that's going on with Star Wars right now. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Power Rangers, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun sort of re, revisiting with Teenagers with Attitude, and then also like, following more modern series uh relatively recently i think that uh stuff like dino charge is really a lot of fun to kind of get back kind of take another look into um yeah but uh i mean really as far as like reboots uh i don't know that there's i mean i'd like to see you know what would be you know what would be fun would be a uh like adult swim tsunami style like pg-13 made just for me reboot of the tick hmm. that'd be cool didn't they sort of didn't they, they do a reboot on amazon of the tick um, they did i didn't know I, that i knew that they did i mean a few years ago or year whenever i don't know at some point there was a live action series 
Yeah, which was, which was yeah. a lot of that. But I think they did another reboot, or they are doing another reboot of the live-action tech. I thought. I was meaning the cartoon, but yeah, let's okay. let's Google it. Tick reboot, not tick removal. <laughs> Our first look at Amazon's tick reboot huh. from seven twenty one sixteen. That guy does not look like the tick. <laughs> Peter Serafinowicz encased in a giant bright blue tick costume. Um, the tick will return next month on its streaming service. Huh. Amazon has that? Amazon. So it must, this was, and this is an article from a long time ago, so it must exist. Um, I'm going to continue researching this. Uh, <laughs> we'll follow up, uh, on a later ec- episode. You're welcome, Kendall. <laughs> that guy does not um, look like the tick though. Yeah. It's a weird casting. Uh, see, I was thinking about this question earlier, and I was going to go with Knight Rider, but then I'm like, but they already rebooted Knight Rider, and it sucked. I rebooted um, again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I was thinking back to other stuff that I watched when I was younger, and it's funny that we mentioned Thundercats, because I think it was the same company that did the original Thundercats that also did uh, a cartoon that I remember quite fondly. Uh, that I watched the pilot numerous times because we didn't have the actual series. Uh, it's Silverhawks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they did do that, too. Did they do a reboot of Silverhawks? No, no, I don't think okay. they've done that yet. But I meant that that company also, that did Thundercats, also did okay. Silverhawks. Yeah, but since they rebooted Thundercats, i kind of like to see what they could do with a reboot of Silverhawks, especially given like the way the technology has progressed now. I think you could do some some interesting stuff with it. So, so yeah, there's my pick for if I could reboot a franchise. So, there's at least oh, cool. a pilot on Amazon uh, for the Tick. Okay. Bonus at least episode. in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we convene here in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. You guys would be like dead. <laughs> uh, I can handle it. Yeah. So, so that was all of our questions for this week? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Does anybody... I think yeah. that's one of our questions, Guy, Jordan. And, and yeah, like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's all of them for now. Okay. Um, quick thing. I, 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 I shortened like, the, the avatars of Skype so I could read more of the chat thing, and it split some of you guys' names up, so we got, like, <laughs> got, like Jorda End. But what I really like is... <laughs> what I really like is... is, is uh, Kenda 2 for Kendall. <laughs> Kenda 2. I know a girl named Kenda in real life, so it's kind of funny to me. <laughs> uh, Anywho, yeah. yeah. So does anybody have anything they would like to plug this week? You can always find me at my art at um, dangerchair.tumblr.com uh, and I am on Twitter at this is Emerald and this em- sorry, at this is Emeralds and this is Emerald on Instagram. I also... I think I mentioned last week I appeared on a episode of Behind the Master or Inside the Master Studio, and I think that's up now, so you can check it out if you'd like. Yeah, just posted today. I just started listening to it. <laughs> I talk about my messy improv DM abilities, so you can enjoy that. And uh, yeah, I mean, me and uh, I don't think I'll be. I guess it'll be at the end of this week. Me and Jordan will be on uh, TWA, which we recorded with them a few weeks ago. Cool. Yeah. Right on. 
How about you, Jordan? Um, well, I'll plug uh, They See Me Rolling again, although they're off uh, for this week, so, so there isn't a new episode, but uh, it's still a pretty fun series. I'm subbing just... right now. No new app. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also, uh, Jesse Cooper's podcast, which I, I'm still on the backlog, and I just got to the, the number stations one that I mentioned last last week. Uh, but, you know, random sampling and alphabet flight and uh, uh, I'm blanking on the turn the page, which, you know, are, are, are a lot of fun. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. There's something about those those old uh, uh, choose your own adventure books that are just hilarious, silly, you know, sometimes just going through those old things. Because I, I remember reading a lot of those when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, how about you, Kendall? Okay, so, uh, yeah, there's, like, some stuff. Um, <laughs> so I think I think that it w- that the tick was, uh, it was part of a pilot season for Amazon where there were three shows that uh, got voted on to which one to make a series, and I think that it lost to I Love Dick, because I Love Dick, I think, is actually a show. But okay. anyway, um, uh, plugs, um... Uh, I'm on um, Warren Beast and uh, Technodrome Tales, which, like I said, is somewhere on the internet. And uh, uh, the Kendallcast iTunes feed at K Hallman on Twitter and K Hallman on YouTube. Lots of fun stuff. Cool. And uh, as far as me, um, don't really have too too much to plug myself. Um, those spoilers I might have, I very occasionally post YouTube videos, and as it stands, I'm probably going to be doing a demonstration this coming Saturday in uh, celebration of the new Power Rangers movie. Uh, for any of our Excited. listeners uh, who, who don't know, uh, I'm sort of the, unof- I guess I am officially now the, the TWA martial arts person, or rather audio entropy martial arts person, I guess. Yeah. I'm a, I'm so I got the, the, the official skater person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, my martial arts group is going to be doing a demonstration for uh, the Power Rangers movie at our local Cineplex here. That's in, amazing. Uh, and uh, so there's going to be a Taekwondo demonstration and we'll be doing a Haidong Gumdo demonstration, which is what I'm a part of. So I get to use a sword and I'm going to be uh, cutting some paper and extinguishing a candle with my sword. So that's very ooh, exciting. That's I'll, cool. I'll, I'll probably have a video up next week for it. Please, I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think I get to watch the movie for free. So ha ha. I, I learned I, from I, Iron I, Fist that to... if you get hit in the face with a practice sword, it hurts. Yes, it does. Very <laughs> um, much so. I I uh, we probably won't be getting the movie in our local theater for a while, but city over, like the next city over might get it sooner. So I'm going to try to go out and see because I'm, I'm really excited to see this. There, I, I watched a, a review for the movie. I mean, there's been mixed reviews, I guess, but uh, Eric posted a review on the TWA page that it sounded very promising and yes. I want to get out. I, I, I'm a little bit more optimistic than others. But... Yeah, I mean, I think if it gets mixed reviews, that means it's going to be that we are going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if it was universally maligned by everyone in the world, that's not. But I mean, at least half of the of the reviewers who are reviewing things probably don't 
want to watch a Power Rangers movie. Yeah, that's yeah. True. They're like, I, I want, I don't want fun things. I want to watch <laughs> Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> true. <laughs> okay, we should wrap it up because yeah. my computer's gonna run out of memory here. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh no. Okay. Let's do that. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, check out audioentropy.com for all your podcasting needs, of course. Uh, we've got our show and Teenagers with Attitude, Transmission Radio, uh, Cosmic Call, uh, and the aforementioned, uh, Inside the Master Studio, which Emily is guessing on. And Kendall, your episode has not posted yet of All in on the Watchtower. I'm assuming it's this week. It's, I, yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I know the bonus episode, I, did isn't hasn't posted yeah. yet, but that's they mentioned it recently because they they were having trouble with it, and I'm sorry because part of that is my fault. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, Jordan, happens to everybody. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. It's been another week. Uh, so before Kendall's computer runs out of memory, <laughs> <laughs> for Warren Beast, I've been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. And I'm Kendall. Let's roll. My filters will adjust. True, 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 true. If I could play those horns. <laughs>